1: Thank you so much for joining me for today's show, where I talk to Dr. Samantha Stein. And she is a writer, artist, and licensed clinical and forensic psychologist who has assessed and provided help for adults, adolescents, and children for over 20 years on issues related to relationships, intimacy, creativity, infidelity, addiction, and couples therapy. And today, Dr. Stein and I talk about how to navigate differing values values, whether that's with your partner, a friend, or a relative. Obviously, we're going to treat those things differently depending on who it is. So we focus a lot on with our partner. And Dr. Stein gives us some very specific dialogue to think about when we're communicating about these things. And we talk about on the show a lot the importance of having values that align. But all of our values are not always going to perfectly align. So it's important to be able to have conversations around those or maybe deciding which ones maybe we just don't need to talk about. There's value in understanding that as well. So as always, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, you hit those five stars to get that five star uh, Spotify review. Or if you're on iTunes, you can go into iTunes and leave us a review. We really, really appreciate that. If you listen to this show, enjoy this show, that really means a lot. It helps us continue to bring you these great conversations that I'm just there right alongside you taking in this information trying to apply it to my life and continuing to grow and love myself and others more deeply. So good on you for for being here, listening, doing the work, and enjoy today's show. Hi, Dr. Stein. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today.
2: Hi, Chase. It's my pleasure.
1: Today, we're going to talk about Navigating our differences with our partner or maybe it's our partner's family or a coworker, but you have a great article about what to do when your values differ from someone that you're in a relationship with. And a lot of what we talked about in the pre-show was how this centered around, you know, family, people that we don't necessarily choose to be in a relationship with. And that's very valuable to navigate that. So we're going to talk about those kind of relationships, but also centering it around our romantic relationship, because as we talk about on the show, it's important to have our values aligned, but it doesn't mean every single one is going to line up and we're going to need to be able to navigate that with our partner. So why don't we start by having you tell us why you think this is an important area of relationships, and then we're going to get the tools to navigate it.
2: Yeah. So values, you know, um, they're different than just theories or ideas. So we might all have theories about why the world is the way it works or, you know, ideas about how things should be. But values. Um, really have to do with they're a reflection of what's important to us in life. Um, And they're kind of based on our, our fundamental principles and what we believe. So they're very tied to our identity in that way. They're expressions of who we are and how we see the world and how we think we should behave in the world. So in that way, when somebody doesn't share a particular value that we have, it feels Uh, painful. It feels like an affront. We feel challenged uh, on a fundamental level. Um, Like, does this person not love me or do they not believe in me or what I believe in um, becomes something that can be very challenging to navigate. And as you said, um, it can definitely, you know, couples can share a lot of core values and have a great relationship, but there might be you know, one or two ways in which their values don't align. um, And that can be very difficult to to navigate. Or a couple can be very aligned, but then the in-laws or friends of that couple um, who we wouldn't necessarily choose to be in relationship with, but are, um, those values might not align. Um, And so I don't know if it would be useful to give some examples of what that might look like.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: Okay. So let's say you have a couple where, you know, they fundamentally their values align, except one is more a practicing of a religion than the other one. Or let's say you have a couple where, you know, they're have a great relationship, they're really happy, but one of them is vegetarian and the other isn't based on, you know, their fundamental values and beliefs about animals or the environment or whatever it is. Um or let's say you have a couple where one member of that couple has left the church of his or her family. Um, and so then when they go back for a family visit, um, that family is very religious and they're holding religious beliefs that doesn't align with kind of those the members of that couple and who they are. So those are all examples of situations where either within the couple or within the couple's family... Um, there's going to be a sometimes a, 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 di- a difference and a lack of alignment of values that's going to potentially cause some friction between them.
1: Those are great examples. So let's talk about it. One of the first things we're going to do is talk about these situations with our partner or the family members. So let's just say it's a partner. What are some steps we can take to make sure we have a a productive conversation?
2: Yeah. So the first thing is, as you said, talking it over. Um, but that's often sounds easier said than done um, to have those conversations because they can be very charged emotionally, um, and they can get heated very quickly. Um, And so the first thing is to, to really try for both people to really try to approach it in terms of active listening. So really listening what the other person has to say, that means not just waiting for your turn to speak, you know, letting them talk until there there's a pause and then you can make your point, but instead really listening to what they say, reflecting on it and speaking back in your own words. Um, And then when it's your turn to share, it's not about attacking the other person. So it wouldn't be, well, people who believe that way are jerks, um, or they just don't understand, but instead sticking to what you believe and feel. Um, And so really saying sort of, well, in my experience, or what I think, or this is how this, this is why it's meaningful to me. um, That allows the other person to then really listen better. Um, They don't feel personally attacked. They feel like, oh, this person is sharing what's inside of them. And oftentimes, even just that um, exchange can shift things. Um, It could be that after talking things through, you realize, well, maybe we're not so completely out of alignment. It may be that our behaviors are different or that we express things differently, but there may be some shared values in there that we have together. But even if that doesn't happen, at least there's an experience of feeling understood by the other person. And that in and of itself creates some connection and some intimacy in terms of moving forward.
1: Let's say our partner shares and they're sharing their views and values around a certain thing and we hold very different values. Can you give us an exact script, or you know obviously it's going to differ a little bit, but I always think it's valuable to have some very specific things that we can say after our partner shares, you know and we disagree with them, and then to to validate them what what we can say, and then how do we then introduce our point of view
2: so you mean give an example of how
1: yes. that might look yes, what it so, would sound like,
2: yeah, so let's say. I'll use the religious example. Let's say you have somebody who feels like it's really important to go to church every Sunday. Um, and the other person just doesn't um, have feel an affinity to religious beliefs. Um, what I would say, I would encourage the them to, um, or let's say the other person even more so dis- dislikes, actively dislikes, um, organized religion. Um, the I would recommend that they kind of stay away from the nuts and bolts of church on Sunday, and instead really talk about, you know, what what is the deeper meaning of it. So the person who goes to church might say, you know, when I go out to church on Sundays, I feel really connected to um, a greater spiritual experience. And I feel like I learned something from what's being preached about um, and talked about. I feel connected to a community of people who have similar values as me. Um, And then the listener, you know, again, we're staying away from is it right or wrong to go to church on Sunday, but instead really talk about the deeper experience of it. So the listener would then be able to really reflect that back and say, okay, so you're saying that when you go to church on Sundays, it connects you to spirituality, it connects you to community, um, it connects you to learning and growth. Um, And then, you know, the listener, when it's their turn, can say, you know, after saying, I understand that and that's great. And I actually share those values with you. Right. But for me, I had an experience when I was growing up where I was forced to go to Sunday school and I didn't relate to what was being taught to me. I wasn't allowed to ask questions. And it really cut me off from, from my, from what, 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 it, it was the opposite experience. I had an experience of feeling a lack of community and a lack of connection and a lack of learning. Um, And then it would be that, you know, their partners turn to say, aha, I understand that. So that for you, it created, you know, a real uh, painful experience of being cut off from those things that were important. Um, And so in that way, they're listening to each other. They're understanding the experience of it. They're staying away from is it right or wrong or, you know, these more theoretical and heady Meanings and instead getting to the nuts and bolts of the experience of it.
0: Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt, and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website.
1: Thank you for sharing that. So you mentioned staying away from if it's right or wrong. I think that seems like the one of the more important aspects of this. It's all very important, but is there ever a uh, circumstance to to press on that? Or is it kind of just like this acceptance? Like, hey, we're not trying to change our partner. So we're trying to find common ground. We're trying to understand each other, not change each other's minds.
2: Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's a good question. I think it's a little bit tricky, but I would say maybe it's yes and rather than either or. So let's take a different example. Let's take an example that I used earlier where one member of the couple is vegetarian and the other isn't. Um, so in that case, the person who's vegetarian might feel like it's, it's ethically wrong to eat animals. Um, and the other person might feel like, well, I don't think it's ethically wrong to eat animals, right? So there is kind of a right or wrong um, values question there. Um, even in that case, ideally in that case, there would be an understanding um on a feeling level of of what each of the person feels. I think that and an acknowledgement, I think probably most people who don't have any problem eating animals could acknowledge understanding why somebody might not feel it's okay. Right? There could be an acknowledgement of and vice versa. Somebody who eats animals could also understand why the other person um, could could uh, feel that it's okay. Um, so I think the right and wrong issue. You, c- if you really work at it, you could acknowledge that there is rightness to the other person's point of view, even if you don't share the same ideas. You understand why there could be a right they could feel that their way of thinking about it is right.
1: It's a tricky thing because part of the beauty of relationships is learning and growing. And if we're dating or married to someone that we agree with on everything... It's not that interesting and it's it's not going to push growth, but it's an interesting line and obviously depends on lots of factors, different situations, where you're at in your relationship. Maybe you had a rough month and it's not the time to dive into, you know, one of these kind of conversations because of other family stress. But it's just fascinating to me because I find I'm someone that wants to to learn and grow, but can also like maybe push a little bit too much in these areas. And to me, it feels natural to me to kind of like have debate, to have these discussions, to push ideas. And I think I can maybe come across a little bit pushy and that can put someone on the defensive. So it's such a skill that I'm trying to develop. and, And you've already given us some amazing tools. But I think that that realization of of having respect for your partner, making sure they feel that respect, having challenging conversations, but making sure that it's from a place of curiosity maybe, and not trying to change their mind necessarily, and being like, hey, we're on the same team, and the goal here Is to to have understanding, not for me to change your mind about why it's bad that you eat animals. Instead, I just want you to understand why I'm choosing not to. And you can continue to eat animals or maybe, you know, you're someone who that's a very strong value and that's not the relationship for you. But that core understanding of that we're not trying to change our partners and, and that we're trying to seek common ground and understanding.
2: That's exactly right. I think
1: that's right, and and in terms of the pushing
2: piece, I think that's a tendency for a lot of us, certainly, especially when something is important to us and something as we hold as a value. But um, you're right. I mean, I think that that part of, you know, I always think it's interesting. There's a, a a type of astrology from India called Vedic astrology, and when they do compatibility readings to see if a co- if two people are going to be compatible for marriage, they look at sort of a certain number of points of compatibility. And if if not enough of those points are met, they say the two people aren't compatible. But if too many of those points are met, they also say the people are not compatible, which I always found very interesting. It sort of says actually part of the role of relationship in our life is growth. We want there to be differences because it creates no growth in us. Um, and so there's like this balance between we have to be similar enough, but, but not too similar for the relationship to be ideal. Um, but one of the things I think that's important about what you said too is that, um, that some of it is about trusting that this can be a series of conversations. We don't have to figure it out all in at once. Um, we can, we don't have to sort of push and really force things, but instead we can keep being curious. We can have the conversation one time and learn about each other and validate each other and understand each other and deepen it. Walk away and think about what it is that we talked about, mull it over, um, give it some time to kind of sink in and percolate, think about it some more, and then revisit it again once we've done that. Um, and that trusting that there can be a series of conversations that are more gentle and curious um, and that, that we, we can grow towards each other. But it may take some time and some more conversations and some more ways of talking and thinking about it can also be helpful.
1: One of the things that you mentioned in your article is asking ourselves if they are right or at least partially so. Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So a lot of times with values, it feels so all or nothing to us. Um, it feels like um, either you agree with me or you don't, um, and 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 if you don't agree with me, you're completely wrong. But you know, if we're really open in the conversation and we're really listening to the other person, then. We could, we can be open to the possibility that they may have some points that we haven't thought about, that their beliefs may be, um, that there may be some merit to their beliefs, um, and their experience. And that can be really growthful for both people and bring a lot of intimacy in a relationship. If, okay, actually, I can see how. We, we actually share something here. Um, that even though it seems like we're standing on opposite grounds in terms of our values, there are they, they're right about certain aspects of it in ways that and, it, and I can sort of admit that I hadn't thought about it that way before. Um, and that's not easy, especially when we've held our view or our values for a long time. We kind of want to believe that they're right and it can be challenging, but really important to be able to be hearing the other person and thinking and be open to the possibility that hmm, they actually have some good points that I haven't thought of. And maybe they're more right about that than I am.
0: Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earning actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per day pay period max and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hey, Love Tribe, I have just a few questions for you. I want to know why you are here listening to the podcast. Are you here because you want to stop bickering with your partner? And you want to feel truly heard or are you looking for ways to reignite your sex life or do you want to feel more emotionally connected with your partner or do you just long for those fun giggly moments of connection that you used to have at the beginning of your relationship? Well, over the last decade of hosting this podcast, those were the main reasons people tuned into the show. And we get it. We've been there. So we created our course, Spark My Relationship, because we wanted to put those tools to unlocking a fulfilling relationship right in your hands. We're offering $100 off our course, Spark My Relationship, which is a self-paced course designed to help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a strong stronger, more intimate connection with your partner and have an amazing time doing it. We've collaborated with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. So to unlock this special offer of our course, our listeners can visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to get $100 off. That's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock.
1: That's certainly a valuable perspective to take. And I was just thinking about another perspective that it has been helpful to me. And I believe it's it's one of the Stoic philosophers, I think Marcus Aurelius, who says something to the effect of you don't have to have an opinion on everything, <laughs> uh-huh. particularly for myself. You know, like I, I like these conversations, but that that's been really valuable. Is like, you don't have to have an opinion or if you have one, you don't have to like, don't be so firmly set in it. But there's also things that's like, we can't possibly think of every little thing and moral and ethical dilemmas and values and and have like, have you really thought about that? Like a lot and deeply about any, you know, wide range of things. And most people don't have the time or, or energy to do that. So it's like it's okay to just not have an opinion.
2: Right, exactly. That's right.
1: And to also acknowledge
2: that, okay, I've had this opinion, but it's not really based on much. In other words, I've just sort of had this idea and I've I've held on to it, but it's not something I've really thought deeply about and maybe you have. Um, So that's right. I think part of what you're pointing to is humbleness and that is certainly a helpful attitude to have when having these conversations. Is being humble and thinking that maybe I don't know everything, and I I I do have these values. And some people have values based on a lot of research, um, and they've thought about things quite a bit. Um, But a lot of times we haven't. It's something that we either carried from our own childhood or our families, um, or it's or the culture that we live in, without really thinking about deeply about is this a value that you know, that I can stand behind because I've thought it through in a deep and profound way.
1: Another quote I like, I don't, I don't know who's a attributed to, but the idea of strong opinions loosely held, you know, it's right. okay, beautiful. But be open to that change. So you've given us some some really amazing tools here so far and things to think about. When does it come a point where we need to really understand our boundaries around these things, because it's one thing to have the disagreements to talk about it. But we've talked about on the show in the past is, is knowing our values and, and communicating them in, in the necessity of values lining up in a relationship. But like we started this conversation, not every single value is going to line up. So where is that line? And obviously, it's a it's a line in the sand when it comes to some things, but some things, it might be a very firm line.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, that's, and it's it can be very challenging because oftentimes, there's a lot that people really enjoy about each other and love, even love about each other. Um, but there are certain fundamental core values that each of us have that, um, that we feel is too, too close to who we are. It's not, you know, we, there's some values that we have that are more kind of things that we really believe in, but, we can accept differences with other people, whereas there are other things that we just feel are too fundamental um, to who we are and how we how we want to conduct ourselves in the world, and how we want others to conduct themselves in the world. And when those don't align, it can, it, it becomes almost impossible to continue to have a close relationship. Um, with that person, and whether it's that your partner's family members, let's say, I'll give an example. Let's say that um, you have a couple where one and one of them has a gay sibling who they're very, very close to, and they are partnered with somebody whose family has religious beliefs that believes homosexuality is wrong. Um, that Member of the couple with the gay sibling may feel that they that that that's that's too big of a fundamental difference between them. Um, the family members may feel that all that way as well, um, and so that relationship there's a they can certainly be respectful to each other, um, but it's unlikely that there's going to be a closeness there. Because there's too strong of an it's it's too close to home um, for both people uh, for there to be a, a, a attachment that's deeper and closer and trusting and more open. You know, if that's the case in a in a couple, they probably won't be able to stay together. That would be a line in the sand where, you know you can't accept my sibling and love them, then I don't know if I can be involved with you. Um, So I think everybody has those lines in the sand, as you said it, um, where we just, um, there are things that we hold too dear that are too related to fundamentally who we are as people. And those are bridges that really can't be crossed to to be able to sustain an intimate, long-term relationship. It's, it's important to, you know, be in reality about it. Because I think a lot of times couples will find that out early on, but think, you know, they're falling in love and they think that they can somehow work it out or that it would be okay or that it wouldn't matter that much. And ultimately, it does. And it it's a painful Ending to the relationship when it, when those eventually just cause it, create a rift that can't be healed.
1: Yeah, if we if we try to overlook these things, and you're you're like, ah, oh, what? We're we're in love, and and really, it's about understanding yourself and what your core values are, and in which yes. ones you can compromise on, and which ones are, are deal breakers and non negotiable. But I think I've definitely been guilty of it. That we can kind of lie to ourselves sometimes. Yeah, We, we overlook it because we're like, oh, no, no, I, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to lose this person, all kinds of things at play there. And ultimately, that's just going to eat at you and, and it's yeah. not a healthy place to be. Yeah, I
2: think that's right. And it eats at you because you feel in some fundamental way unloved or not accepted for who you are. And I think that's the key thing, you know, that that when somebody just doesn't share a fundamental core value, we can try to, as you say, lie to ourselves, put it aside, think it doesn't matter that much. But ultimately, we can't feel fully loved by them. Um, and that just
1: is not sustainable in a relationship. Well, Dr. Stein, I think we laid a beautiful, or you did <laughs> laid a beautiful framework for how to think about navigating these Difficult conversations and just ideas for creating more beautiful relationships. So, thank you Mm -hmm. so much for that. It's it's totally my pleasure. It's great to speak with you. Well, thank you. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you online and if there's anything we skipped over or maybe something you want to emphasize? And then we'll say goodbye.
2: Um, Yeah. So, um, I have actually a couple of places that I can be found online. Um, I write for Psychology Today. Um, and there's an article that I have about this that I imagine you'll probably post on your website. Um, and, um, then I also have two websites. One is my professional psychology website, samanthasmithstein.com. It's my former name. And then I also have, um, my writing and art website, um, which is samantha-stein.com.
1: Excellent. Well, we will have those links in our show notes and on our website at idupodcast.com And thanks for taking the time to come on the show.
2: Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: with your partner, or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day.
1: You are listening to a pleasure podcast.